The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Wait, so you've never done it before? No, why would I? I mean, I've never been in the situation where it's happened. I mean, it just seems weird to me that in all, I mean, you know, you've, you've lived on your own for quite a while. Yeah. No, I've never, never had at that any problem. Point. Have you I ever mean, had to do that? Maybe I was supposed to do that at some point, but I never have. We just have to, you know, start over, start clean, but you got to clean first. No, but I've I've told you before. It feels like, good. I, I learned how to live with things not being perfect. Like, um, for example, one of the lights in my um, in my ceiling fan went out for the first time in six years the other day, and I don't know how to get the like the light <laughs> cover open, so I'm just living in darkness now. Oh my god! Okay, we have a lot to go over. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however we listen, wherever and however you listen. Mm-hmm. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. And we have a lot to get to today. I do want to remind everybody that we do have some tickets available for the Fun Employment Radio Experience. Now, the experience is basically a two-part day at the Landmark Saloon. Oh, so many So parts. it's going to be happening on Saturday, January 27th. There's the first part and then the second part. And the first part is the ticketed part, which is the VIP section, which you can purchase tickets right now at our website, funemploymentradio.com slash experience, or there's a link on the front page. Go there, and you can buy yourself a ticket for $10 to get a private broadcasting, broadcasting for only you, of Fun Employment Radio. We'll be performing our show live at the Landmark Saloon. Limited number of seats And who's on to purpose. say? Like, this might just be a special broadcast that maybe you just hear, and it's going to be like one of the secret lost episodes. Yeah. That we might have, because we do some special preparation for it. So, I mean, this is going to be something, like, this, the material that we do at these particular shows, we don't repeat. No, it's all original stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll that'll be happening, and you want to be there for this. So and you just want an excuse to come out on a Saturday. Like, it's fun. I it's love, nice like, any... Day. Yeah, it's not supposed to be, like, gross outside. It's supposed to be, like, pretty nice. And even if it is gross outside, we can hang out inside. Doesn't matter. We'll be inside, yeah, yeah. at our own private bar. Basically, we'll have our own private bar. So for $10, and this is the first part of the day, so we'll do a Fun Employment Radio live broadcast, or live show, and then we'll also have... I'm going to say this is part of it. You'll get a free sample from Not Your Mom's Iced Tea, which is one of the fine sponsors of this event, Not Your Mom's Iced Tea, and a private performance from a very, very elite Portland comedian. Um, I'm one not going to say funniest, who. Yeah, but we're not going to say who. But we, I'm not going to even like allude to like the gender or anything, any specifics. But I no. will say this person is one of the funniest people. Um, the, I I believe is one of the funniest people I've ever seen. Oh, uh, hands down. I would hands not. Down. Uh, yeah, I this would is not a person even. That we have known for years, and no, not necessarily. We don't want to give any clues. Or maybe we just met them. Or maybe we just met them. Maybe we've only seen them a couple of times. That's true. I don't know. Either way. You are going to be getting a private performance. See, the thing is, I want them. It's obviously it's you, but I don't want them to know that Shut it's you. Up. So it I mean, that's what me. I'm trying to elude, you know, around that. So just so that. I we mean, don't the first time I did hits. comedy was what, like our five year anniversary. So that was three years ago. So you've known me for a long time. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway, uh, this is going to be happening all it's as part me. of your ticket. So you will get a private uh, com- comedy show. It sounds like they're going to dance for them. Well, that's their form of dancing. You get a super private comedy show just for you. I don't think there's any lap dances. I mean, you can ask the comedian, but they might say no. So anyway, 
That's all going to be part of the ticketed side of the Fun Employment Radio experience, January 27th. Get your ticket at funemploymentradio.com slash experience. And then after that, it'll open up for the public. So around 2 p.m., you know, the, the people that missed out on that part of the fun get to come down and hang out anyway because we're going to be playing a Groundhog Day uh, all day long. So we'll have Groundhog Day because playing. you can't play Groundhog Day just once. You come can't because it's going to be fun. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's Sit there and Bill, drink some beers and watch Groundhog Day. Watch Bill Murray at his finest. Are you kidding me? Listen to some Sunny and Cher. With a bunch of fun people. Uh, mm-hmm. sold and then we'll have free bingo so all of that and I'm sorry you know to run down all, all of this that's happening but it's a lot and we are only asking that you come out come out and hang out with us have fun for that day so uh, get your tickets to the VIP part of it at funemploymentradio.com slash experience and then plan on staying the rest of the day or say if you got something earlier in the day then come out for the free bingo all of that January 27th okay let's get back to what we were talking about here at the beginning now I just find it odd that you've You've never... I find it odd that you've had to do this repeatedly. So... Like, I've found that since my partnership with you, I've run into a lot of problems that I've never had before that, like, now are things Problems that I have follow to, me. They do. Why do you think I'm kind of nervous about you driving my car? Well, stop that. When you put that out into the universe, then, stop. of course... Right, knock, 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 knock. It's not like I did anything wrong to no, my truck. No, you don't. And see, the thing is, is that you never do anything wrong. Yeah. You don't you don't deserve these things to happen to you, but you really are the Eeyore of Fun Employment Radio. Like there really is just kind of sometimes like you are the sweetest, nicest person sometimes, but there is like a little like, oh, don't get too happy, Greg. You never want to get too happy. Don't get too happy, get too Greg. Happy. Oh, you it's had a good time at that CES. Let's go ahead and break your truck. Yeah, boy, I really did get hit with the whammy as soon as I got back mm-hmm. from CES. Some other things that we won't I had talk a about, great but... time at CES. Yeah, and, and then Greg great... came back to uh, multiple levels of a shit work. Storm. You know, I did a good job. Uh, and then, yeah, I got back. I'm like, all right, I'm going to relax from a good hard weeks of work. You know, yeah, I'm proud of myself. There's some things and that we won't talk can't... about that he's dealing with behind the scenes that are just like equally as stressful. Yeah. And he just kind of walked back in like, oh, wow, it was a really long, fulfilling week. I'm so happy to be back and have a mellow weekend. <laughs> just kidding. Truck not working? Check. Other issues happening? Yeah. Check. No, I got the call on the way back. I was on my layover in Sacramento, and then I get these phone calls. And it's it's nothing it's nothing drastic to where it's not like a family member issue or something like that. Just more problems, that life problems, where it's just like, all right, well, I'm only halfway back from Las Vegas from going on my trip. <laughs> Might as well, while I'm in the line in, in Sacramento, of all places, uh, get hit with the call. So anyway. Yeah, you're right. It does kind of sometimes follow me around. But this issue, this is no big deal it does, because But I'm not saying like fun. the bad things, but I'm just saying like problems that I never knew existed before <laughs> will come up. Like things will break in ways that I don't know that they can. I can be inconvenienced in ways that I didn't know existed. Like uh, Greg is just it, it, it's, it's very interesting being part of Greg's life. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been that way too. Like I'm just kind of a cooler sometimes for myself. I'm a cooler to myself. Yeah, because you do, like, because I really, like, want the best for you. Like, I'm always just, like, I'm rooting for you, man. Like, I, I root for Greg. Well, there's so much good that's happening. There's I mean, so much good, but it's, like. I don't really ever get to enjoy it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to enjoy it too often. But you do for a little bit. So that's okay. At least the good lasts But I always for... know it's going to fall. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So this is one of those things that we're talking about. So <laughs> well, this, this is a big of a deal. So let's just get down to but it. But it's a problem that I never have had to deal it with. It sounds until... like we're building up a giant issue that's happening. Well, it could be. I don't know what you're doing in there. So uh, we, you know, we have our lovely broadcast studio here in Southeast Portland, where we broadcast from. We've got our, our broadcast room and all the shows you know, on the Fun Employment Radio Network will come through here. 
And then we have a green room, which is attached to it. It's very nice. We're very happy with our studio. It's, it's cool. And we've got a, a refrigerator in the other room. Well, somehow, at some point, the refrigerator, probably over last week, I'm going to guess, since we were gone, it didn't close all the way. So it's just one of those little fridges, you know, I don't know, three, two and a half feet tall, probably, three feet has- tall. And it's, it's got a little freezer section in it at the top. And it, it is uh, also wonderfully decorated by myself with so many I'm amazing sorry, I didn't stickers. include that in the description. No, I have, I have hand-decorated that fridge. We have uh, stickers from many of our past guests from their <clears throat> podcasts. We have all kinds it of... It is. Like, the fridge is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool looking. We have, uh, you know, Keelan King's uh, Star Pilot. Mm-hmm. A sticker on there. We have, Some let's Mark see, Marin one of the stickers stuff. from Mark Marin, from um, Greg Barrett. Yeah, different from comedians who David have come Hunsberger. through. If they give us a sticker, it'll usually end up on there. Mm-hmm. Greg Proops, we have one of his stickers yeah. on there. We have like a bunch of Stranger Things stickers, some peewees. Like, it's a very nicely decorated fridge. I like the fridge. Uh, Jasmine is saying we need a pic of the fridge. I think it's on our Instagram. I page, actually isn't did it? take a pic of the fridge here. I'll, I'll post it in there. Follow the Fun Employment Radio Instagram account. Yeah, um, I was pretty proud of the. So of course, I just recently like finished up all the stickering and decorating of the fridge. So what happens? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, Greg, tell me. Well, no, the, tell me the, what happened. The refrigerator. This isn't that huge of a deal. The refrigerator just didn't close all the way, so the freezer it kept is running. It's kind of a big deal so because I just melting. wasted. Do you know what, what commitment it is to put a sticker on something? Well, we're gonna save the thing. That's not. That's not an issue. Once you put a cool sticker on something, like that's a commitment. Well, why do you think I never put stickers on anything? I mean, I've got some. Yeah, fun I committed radio to that fridge, Greg. And what did you? What did your cooling do? Well, I mean, you're right though with the stickers because that is something. Even when I was a kid, I, like I would get my specific binders and I would put my stickers on it. I would use that binder. No, forever I had a treasure box I that I would put all of my get stickers rid of on. Couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, but so the the refrigerator didn't close all the way, so it looks like the freezer kept running, but then partially melting. So it's just this. Now it's grown into this gigantic block of ice, like huge, to where you can't it's even huge. close the door all the way. So um, unless you put something up against it, so it's in danger of being in some real trouble. Like the the block of ice is so big, I thought maybe it was going to. Um, going to possibly break the thing, but we couldn't leave it unplugged overnight or anything because then we would, you know, risk flooding the floor and we don't own this building, so that would be a big issue. So right now, I've come up with my own system. I've got a system that, I'm, that I've employed in order to defrost it. And, um, yeah, Tony's saying you just need to defrost it. Yeah, I'm, problem is getting it out and, and where, where yeah, we take see, it. Yeah, see, that's what I'm confused also, about. My so truck, tell me. Yeah, but remember, my truck doesn't work. So and we that don't would really definitely have to, not fit in my car. Yeah, so we don't have anywhere to put it in. So we And we can't leave it in the parking lot of our studio. It's just like all these little things that just lead to, okay, this is a pain in the ass when it shouldn't be. So, uh, so my system is this. You know, I've got our little space heater, and I've got it set up next to it. I've opened the door, and I've got a chiseling system that I am uh, using. To ch- slowly chisel it away. This is my plan for today. I'm going to chisel away at it. So I'm in there hammering. I did accidentally hit myself in the head. And then I was, you know, I, I'm in there hammering, and I. this is how I'm going to defrost it. What's you hit yourself in the head? Is that why you were yelling in there? Because I, I was doing a little Twitter play-by-play earlier when you were in there. Like, I never see Greg want to pretend more like he's a man than when there's, I'm not like pretending some... to be a man. I am a man. And when there's some project that he might or might not have been, um, you know, the perpetrator of... Uh, where he's going to go. Well, and how am I getting blamed for this? We don't, All I'm there's saying no blame. is that in the middle of that big block of ice is a bag of burritos. No, I don't know what's in the middle of that bag. I saw it. There's burritos. I took, I have uh, a picture. 
I'm not entirely sure of that. I'm going to verify that. Um, yeah, you Jasmine, yeah. You it by <laughs> unplugging it. Yeah, I, it's unplugged. I mean, that's that's part of it. Again, we can't let it just run all over the floor. So, And I don't want to be here all day and, or stuff it full of towels, and we can't take it off the premises. So this, this is all these little issues that lead up to it's got to be defrosted right there. That's just what has to be. Right, I'm sending myself the picture uh, of the ice blob so we can send it to – so we can show people what it looks like. It's pretty huge. Uh, nipple says, hand I can see, but head – well – Yeah, How did you hit yourself in the head? Look, I was, I was doing my chisel system. Your chisel system? My chisel system. And I, I did chisel off a piece of the uh, – piece, big piece of the ice – and maybe I fell forward and hit my head on the sink because I was leaning into it. Greg. So maybe you're... Maybe how, do you, how is it possible that you've made it this long? Oh, that's a good question. That's fair. That's What's fair your, what are you chiseling it with? I cut my head open four times when I was... Uh, well, four times by the time I was six. I was in the hospital for banging, for, for getting stitches in my head. I was, I was a pretty clumsy kid. All right, people are saying they broke a... Fr- uh, Jess is saying he broke a freezer with a chisel. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go too crazy. Yes, and yes, towels, but it's a big block of ice. Like, I'm not going to trust it overnight and, and leave it here open. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. It's, it's, too, it's too big, and it's not our place. Uh, blowtorch, that's a good idea. Blowtorch would be good. The chisel system, I think the chisel system is probably the best. Um, let's see, yeah, is I think that, one time I ruptured a line trying to, to chisel ice out of a freezer, and it started venting Freon. That's not good. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Greg, what have you done? I'm not, again, I'm reading comments here from the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. All right. I have actually uploaded a picture of what the inside of the freezer looked like before your chiseling melting. My chisel is, system. So what else is a part of your chisel system? Well, it's a, it's a hammer and a wrench. That's what I'm using. And what else are you using in there? What do you mean? Huh? I don't know what you're saying. Uh, aren't you using the heater as well? Oh, yeah. No, I said the heater. Okay. Yeah, the heater's on. Yeah, I've got we've got a little space heater aimed at it. So the space heater's aimed at it, and then I've got my my chisel system of my. All right, wrench I just and my, posted a picture of the ice block. <laughs> okay, so for those of you that are live subscribers, funemploymentradio.com slash live. All right, those oh. may or may not be burritos buried in there. Greg, I do have some of that de-icing spray. Um, can we, we can use try that? that? I think you need quite a bit of de-icing spray. No, it works like magic. Well, that's possible. Then that's something that we can. That we could possibly try. <laughs> People are like, oh, good God. <laughs> See that? See Greg's shame burritos tucked in there like a little baby going to sleep in its crib? They're going to be delicious by the time I get them out, though. It's like my prize at the end of my chiseling. I I'm going to get some delicious a, my burritos. My dad just gave me a full bottle of de-icing spray, which is uh, magic if you've never used de-icing spray. Honestly, it is the coolest thing yeah. in the entire world. Like instead uh, of we wait, could maybe give it a shot, but I don't know if that's something that Why would really we just not do there. that? Oh my god, that's so much easier. I don't think that's how that's supposed to be used. I mean, that's again, yeah, and I think Mr. Dickey's saying it right. Whatever's in that, you don't really want it in your refrigerator. Okay, but the reason why all that ice is in our refrigerator is because it was cracked open, which means all the food that's in there is no longer good to eat. Yes. Okay. But and then this, we, all you have to do is use the de-icer and then use some anti antibacterial wipes or spray and get rid of that chemical. We don't have open we don't have like open sandwiches in there. It's just stuff in packages. Yeah, I'm still not going to entirely trust that. I, I think my system. Let's let the system work. That's all I'm saying. Like I like to come up with systems for things. I mean, you are the person who just said that you've had a light bulb out for how long has this light bulb been out? 
Um, and you just can't figure out how to change the light bulb? I can't because my ceiling's kind of okay. high. And I like this is the first time that I've ever run into this issue because I have been in my apartment for about six years. Um, and I do have uh, my main ceiling light, which has always been a little dim. I think that this might be an exciting project if I ever get around to it. Um, has burned out. So I have not been able to really see. I have two other, like, stationary lights because my apartment's pretty small. I've talked about this. I uh, live in a studio apartment. It's about 300-ish square feet. Super tiny, but I love it. It's like my little cave. Um, So I have two other, like, lamps on either side, but my main ceiling light has gone out. So I can't quite see what's going on. Like, when I'm doing my makeup in my, you know, living room, dining room, bedroom, which is my one studio room apartment. Like, I'll, I'll go into the natural light after doing it, and I look like, you know, like a clown prostitute. Like, lots of, like, it's a, the, you know, lack of light has really not been forgiven. Not been kind. For, for the things that I've been trying Why to do. Why don't you just figure out how to replace it? Because I don't have a ladder, and it's too high. You can borrow a stepladder from me. That's it. That's a pain, though, to, like, go get your ladder. So you'd rather just like, live with crappy lighting. No, I mean, well, it has screws and stuff in it. I don't quite know how to get in there. It's got screws on it? Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about a light fixture that has screws. You have to unscrew things to get in to change a light bulb. That seems kind of odd. I'm going to guess it might not be as complicated as... No, it's an... You know, I live in an old apartment. It's over 100 years old. What, is it just like a... Oh, it's just like a regular old... Wait, just right, a regular old light, like a light cover? Well, is that what you're talking like about? the middle of the thing. A light cover with a little knob? You unscrew it? No, not in the middle. It's on, like, the sides, and I can't really reach them. So I've just learned how to live in the darkness. Do you have a chandelier? Mm-mm. Okay. No, it's like a, it's, um, like a four-bladed fan. I have a ceiling fan, and then in the middle of it, underneath it, oh, yeah, is a ball a... light. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty my sure... My apartment does have a super, but I don't want to get my... I don't want them coming in... T- I, I'm very private. Yeah. About I mean, most of my best friends haven't even seen my inside of my apartment. It is being noted a super. Uh, that's uh, and Jez is on the East Coast. Keelan just noted that that's a very East Coast term. That that kind of is. I don't think we really use that out here, do we? Have you ever used super? No, not really. Landlord. I mean, I have from time to time. I use that as if landlord. Someone, uh, reference like I've lived in places before where they or manager. reference themselves as the super. I'll say manager, mm-hmm. manager, or landlord, other than super. I don't think it's, yeah. Super well, seems land, like a very. Landlord is the old, like the most old timey phrase. I think about that You're right, a lot. yeah. Landlord or landlord. I, I know. am the landlord. It I really mean, is that's like... what the, the laws, though, all, are all near. Yeah, under you're that. the lord of your land, Greg. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't mm. think about that. That is a very old timey term. I mean, I guess I could. I'm just afraid. So, since we do live in Portland, and since if you know anything about Portland, you know how uh, how much it's changed and how much more expensive it's getting and all this stuff. So, I have um, maintained a pretty solid relationship with my um, with my apartment manager. Now you're second super. guessing what you call them. I know, right? I've I never heard you names. use the word super. No, I've, I used to, like, one of my first things called themselves the super. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I first moved to Portland. But everyone else is, like, the land, the manager. Okay. Yeah, or the, the owner. The landlord. Um, I just, I'm afraid to rock the boat. I don't really want them to come into my, I, I don't know. I don't want them to like come and look at my stuff and be like, oh, we should be charging her more. I'm just really paranoid. I kind of want to just fly under the radar. You think they're going to judge you? I, I don't know if they're going to judge. I just don't want to draw attention to myself. Yeah. I would much rather just be like the, the quiet, weird girl in the, you know, far off distance and, you know, uh-huh. in some far corner of the apartment building. Or they're not paying attention to me. And they just forget that you're even there. Exactly. I want like them to Like something where you could go missing for a period of time and nobody would know. Like in the building, they wouldn't have no idea. 
Well, in the building they wouldn't, but I'm sure like in my life, hopefully people would. Well, hopefully, yeah, somebody in their life, yeah. I mean, yeah. they notice after the episode. No, my land- up, no, but... my landlords would not know if I was missing. Huh. Why are you asking me that? Nothing. I wasn't asking you at all. That's really crazy. I was just, I found it interesting that you admitted this. Mm. So if the rent was paid on time, nobody would have any idea. Yeah, Mike says, right, it's hard to bring up stuff when the landlord can raise the rent whenever they want. That's why I was kind of, yeah. I would rather just do it myself. I mean, that that's true. That's true. That is that is an issue. I can understand flying under the radar. I myself like to fly under the radar no, in certain circum- circumstances. Yeah, because I'm like, I, I am, uh, you know, I built some rapport with them from, you know, um, you know, tattling on the uh-huh. Airbnb people that were in there. Oh, yeah, you did tattle. Yeah. You snitched. Yeah, because that was scary. There's strangers yeah. wandering around in my home when I'm only separated right. from them. By Get out of my ago. home. Get out this of is my, my home. home. This is my this hallway. This is my home here. <laughs> your home somewhere else. Go to your home. Are you going to be there forever until you turn into that old lady? Like the old cat lady that was there when you first moved in? I realized I was working Are on Are you going to end up being that lady? I was working on a pet portrait last night. I was sitting in my in my, um, in my tiny apartment painting a picture of a cat, um, a portrait of a cat, watching Big Little Lies and like listening to music. Like I looked around my little cave and I, I love it. I love living in a little cave. I love it so much. And I had like all my weird artwork on, on the walls. It's I be- like it. It's my happy place. It's being asked if you uh, call the stripper dudes, the people that we had on. Well, I mean that that Tim Lebeth is working with. Oh, maybe the cub cleaners. Are you going to hire the cub cleaners for your for your studio apartment and sit there like a creep, like on your bed painting? Like, maybe I'll paint you one day. That sounds like the worst. <laughs> that is so thing <laughs> ever. No, I will say with the cub cleaners thing. Oh my gosh! Not that we did. Yeah, you're right. No, no, I brought it to- up. It was my fault. But. Yeah, no, we don't have to revisit, but it was like, it is more awkward than you think it would be, unless like, you know, it's later in the evening or you're like drunk. And if you're going to have them, you know, semi-unclothed, uh-huh. then you need to probably be a little more, have more libations or, you know, like be more. Well, you want to be drunk and ogling them or? Not drunk. It was just, you it was just awkward in the morning. Anyway, I don't spot. want anyone, if I don't let anyone into my apartment, I'm not going to let a strange cleaner person yeah. into my apartment. I've only had, I've had, um. Hired cleaners once or twice. We had a we had a sponsorship for like a a minute with a cleaning company. Oh yeah, and they came and I think it was in between roommates or something like that. So I had them like clean out a couple of the rooms and just do like a you know a deeper clean. And it was so awkward because I just I didn't know what to do. And like she didn't talk at all. She just like basically I was like okay it's this room. She's like okay, and like didn't say anything and like had her head down the whole time. And I'm like what am I doing wrong? It's, am I? And then I started over talking. Because I was nervous. Like, I was super nervous, which probably made her nervous. Why, I don't know. Because, I mean, she was doing her job. She was getting paid to do that. But then I just felt bad. I'm like, why am I sitting here while she's cleaning? But then do I go in another room? Like, because then I was like, do I go upstairs? Do I go to my bedroom? Do I just go, like, hide while she's cleaning? Yeah, because it's creepy if you're sitting there watching her. Yeah, I wasn't going to sit in there and watch her. But then I was like, okay, but uh, do I sit in the living room and, like, watch television? Or go about my day? Or should I, like... Well, because then you're showing her. You're like, oh, I'm just sitting here watching TV when I could be cleaning myself. Exactly. Then I felt guilty about it. So then I was... You should be out of the house. Because if you're hiring someone to do something that you could... If you're of able body... Well, that's it. Then I just feel lazy. But I, but I mean, you know, at the same time, that's what she was hired to do. So then I felt like I had to go hide in my room and pretend like I was doing some other, some other important work because I just didn't have time to do the. When you just watched reruns of Arrested Development, probably. We probably, yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably exactly what I did. Yep. But but then I would. All come right, down, so are you sure? The working. bottom line is yes, I need to change my 
my light bulb. I'm going to try and do it today, maybe. So if I hurt myself, I'm blaming you. Yeah. And um, Which, by the way, really quick, if there is a, anybody out there that does have a cleaning service and is interested I in a totally sponsorship. I would like a cleaning service. And I looked. Well, I was just going to say we have uh, some advertising opportunities with Fun Employment Radio, some pretty cool things that are coming up that I think would work out really well. So let us know if you have a company of any kind that is interested in advertising on our show. That is a big, important part of our of our business. So send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. I promise I will not creep out your cleaners if they were to come to my house. You can't say something like that because I won't. now it sounds. Like I'm a very going, nice person. I just, mm. I you know, I just th- just tell me what to do. Right. I want them to come in and tell me what to do. But bottom line, oh, that line, sounds weird. Then now it's being strange. Now it sounds like now you're I'm like I've really been strange. I've been naughty. No, I don't mean that way. I just mean like they just been like now play your video game. Okay. No, I do need to like hire a cleaner. I was looking at that, so I don't I don't have like I don't do like garbage or anything, but I have dust bunnies, particularly since my you know apartment's old and it's kind of dusty. I mm-hmm. looked, I made the mistake of looking behind my bed, like on the floor. Lots of dust bunnies. Well, you can sweep that up. I can't really get behind dust my bed. Dust is easy. No. How can you not get behind your bed? Because it's jammed in a corner, and I can't really. And I have stuff under my bed, so that way nobody can hide <laughs> under it. How do you think they're gonna get it? They're professionals. They have some magic way to like. Get back in there. I mean, Let's get the dust bunnies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that how that works? Uh, it's being noted in the live chat for employmentradio.com slash live, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Edward says, I prom saying I promise not to be creepy is something only creepy people say. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would love a service though. That the phrasing was wrong. The phrasing was wrong. A cleaning service. I've been doing a lot of work on the house, and there's some... It would help me out. I won't be creepy, I promise. Stop saying that. I promise. (laughs) I'm actually kind of inspired to go and clean my apartment today. I'm going to try... I'm going to get under that bed. Get those dust bunnies. You do it. You do you. I'm going to do me. I'll be sitting here chiseling our freezer. (laughs) Greg, I think this is what people call growing up. Wow, Sarah. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, we go to Japan. Japanese train researchers have developed a new technology that they hope will scare animals, specifically deer, away from the railroad tracks. What this is going to be, is it going it's going to be this thing they invented. Where the trains sound like they're barking <laughs> as they're going by. What? How they do they do this? They have Japanese trains that sound like barking dogs as they're going. Like super loud death terror hellhound dogs? The system I mean, will mimic the- this Japanese <laughs> train company. Wait, so the train itself, instead of like honking, it's going to be like a loud like... Hellhound barking sound? All right, well, it's going to mimic barking sounds from dogs and snorting sounds from deer to prevent train animal collisions on the track. So uh, testing from researchers at Tokyo's Railway Technical Research Institute uh, uh, suggests that it may be successful. So it has a 45% reduction in deer sightings from the train every 100 kilometers. So it is actually scaring off animals because I guess that's a big problem in Japan with animals getting onto the train tracks. So it yeah, is a creative way to think about it. Aren't the animals just going to get used to it? Uh, isn't that kind of survival of the fittest? I don't know. Uh. Like if they hear like something snarling and snorting at them. Yeah. Well, uh, the test includes uh, 
three-second blarings of deer snorts and 20-second recordings of dogs barking. Do you have samples? Did they give you any? No, they didn't. If you mm. can if you can find one, because I know you're going to, so I'm just going to tell you. You can go ahead and look for it, because you're going to anyway. So uh, I guess this is quite the big deal in Japan, because uh, they set the record in 2016 for trip delays of at least 30 minutes, because animals getting onto the tracks and things not ending up so well. Uh, 613 times, actually. So the creator's hopes... For this new system, um, they hope for a launch date of no later than 2019. Uh, they hope to finish the system uh, into a system that works in mountainous areas and, uh, and elsewhere, so railroad companies will want to introduce it. How terrifying would that be if you lived in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden you hear giant, like, snapping Ooh. dog sounds? Yeah, no, it's horrifying. Like, almost a low rumbling and then a... Yeah, like, hellhounds. Oh, no, that's that's absolutely horrifying. By the way, quick random thing. So this is how I get stuck going down random, uh, you know, wormholes on the internet. I typed in Jap- Japanese dog train and it filled out station movie. So apparently, there is a movie called Hachi: A Dog's Tale that is based on the true story of a faithful Akita. That oh, Akitas uh, are pretty. Yeah, they're pretty, aren't they? Mean? I think they're mean. I, I mean, I think so. No, I'm sure I don't think all nice of them. I mean, I'm sure there well, are I'm sure nice there's ones. nice Akitas out there, but aren't they generally? You got to be careful with Akitas. That's what I was remember. I don't they, know. Like you, they this snap is, a little bit more. You can sit over there and talk shit about Akitas. I don't know. I'm not talking shit about Akitas. I love dogs. Uh, I'm just Except saying, for as I remember gross that Akitas, Akitas, I believe, are a little bit more. You got to be careful with them. Uh, anyway, the Akita goes home with somebody who found the missing dog, and then eventually they track it down. Blah blah blah. So that was part of it. That is so glad we took some time. Well, I was going to talk a lot more about it, but then you turned it into an Akita bashing thing. I turned it into an Akita bashing thing. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So that is what's happening in Japan. What are Akitas? Are those the ones, like the big fuzzy, like... Kind of like a mini husky Like the dog, like, like the meme dogs? Meme dog? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Like the meme dog. Like the, like the silly looking dogs. They're in memes. I mean, I think there are a lot of Akita meme. Are there? I don't know. I. Yes, yeah, so that's like the, um, like the silly. You know exactly what I'm I, talking I about. I just want you to work this out in real time as you're yeah, working just... it out through your mind. Damn it! You know, like the, like those. Okay, again, we're on a podcast, so like those doesn't like the necessarily ones that, like, the, help it's out. like the the doggo, like the oh hi doggo, like those weird. <laughs> you are in the middle of like some kind of a breakdown right now, <laughs> and I'm just enjoying the ride. I hate you. I'm sure everybody knows what you're talking about now. Now we're going to Florida, to Tarpon Springs, Florida. I hear it's very nice this time of year. A Florida man has been arrested for reportedly calling 911 while he was intoxicated to report that his wife was, quote, a black widow spider. Like, not a black widow. Oh. But he was saying that his wife was a black widow spider. Oh. He was very concerned about it. Uh, deputies were dispatched to a home at about 1.36 a.m. I'm sure they were up to absolutely everything. Yeah. Above board. I'm sure. After William Probably Rutger, clean in the house. 61, called 911 <laughs> to report that his wife had turned into a black widow spider. Uh-oh. Uh, deputies say that Rutger appeared to be uh, highly intoxicated and was slurring his speech. They also noted his breath smelled like alcohol, and he was able to express coherent 
thoughts before leaving the residence. Uh, deputies informed Rutger that 911 was for emergencies only. Well, if that was true, that's quite an emergency. Despite the warning from the deputies, Redker called 911 for a second time less than two hours later to report again that his wife was a black widow spider. Well, after the second call, he was arrested and charged with misuse of the 911 system. He was transported to jail around 3.15 a.m. and has since been released because he served his time. There's no reference of an actual wife. That's what I mean. Did they find the wife? I mean, how did they prove? They didn't. Okay. Like, it's kind of weird that he's calling about a wife that they don't seem very concerned about. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's so, I don't know. We don't know if he's telling the truth. Could no. be falsely accused he here. He could have been falsely accused. Um, quick question. It's being noted in the live chat. Did you say doggo? You said doggo, didn't you? What are you talking about? Wow. I hate it when people say doggo. Who says doggo? I've never heard anybody say that. You've never heard anyone say doggo? No. Like, use it in a sentence. It's like a... How would it be used in a sentence? A meme thing. Like a meme. What? How am I... Why are you making me sound like a crazy person? Because, I mean, I'm not making you sound like anything. I just posted a a meme in there. Where somebody used the word, the term doggo? Yeah, that's what people say, like when people, yeah. It's like when people say kiddo and said they're like, oh, I love my doggo. It's so irritating. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know if I've heard that. Oh, it's just me the doggo. Really? Yeah, I guess I don't pay attention. Doggo and pupper. That's I'm really John good says. at blocking things out. Now you're going to see doggo everywhere. See, there's a, a dog in a banana suit, and the meme reads, You Bro, thought I was fruit, but I am doggo. I hate my life. Sarah reads memes. There's a new podcast idea. Million dollars. Okay, idea. let's move on. Right. Have you ever been to the Bunny Ranch? No. You asked me that. I swear you asked me that yesterday. No, I have never been to the Bunny Ranch. I have never been to a brothel. I have never been to a brothel. That you know of. Well, the I, Bunny Ranch is probably I would know. one of the most famous illegal brothels in the world. But for those, it's not illegal. No, I said legal brothels. Okay. And now, if you're looking for a more discreet way to make your payments, attention, Greg Nibbler, to this famous brothel, the Bunny Ranch, if you want the utmost discretion, they're now going to start accepting cryptocurrency. So you can pay him bitcoins. So you can pay him in bitcoins. You can pay the hookers in bitcoins. Bitcoins just uh, halved in price over the last couple of weeks, from twenty grand to ten grand. Oh well, the owner of the Bunny Ranch, Dennis Hoff, says that the Bunny Ranch, which is one of seven legal brothels he owns in Nevada State, has started to explore using Bitcoin in payment for sexual services. Dennis Hoff says we have some of the richest men in the world coming in and out of my brothels. Our high-dollar clientele is accustomed to getting anything they want there. So when I start hearing requests from them to look into accepting Bitcoin, it's something I take seriously. Now, he does not specify when the brothel, Greg Nibbler, will start accepting cryptocurrency for payments. But he and his business will be a lo- uh, the latest in a long line of people who are doing so. Now, Bitcoin uh, has grown in popularity due to their anonymous and secretive nature. Do you have any Bitcoins? How do you even do that? I do not. And it's quite complicated. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. now, if you do know how to do it and you go to Vegas, you can get yourself a hooker with your cryptocurrency. One of the guys at Digital Trends had, gosh, how many did he have? Like five of them. He paid like 100 bucks for it or something way back in the I don't know. He had some anyway, and, and he sold you it. Say back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Uh huh. And he sold it to buy something stupid online, and then basically now it would be worth like three hundred thousand dollars. And he sold it for a hundred bucks. Keelan, because he has mastered our chat, uh, found a picture of an Akita and a meme. It says, "I have some Bitcoin, not enough for a whore, though." What? Doggo. You're just like stringing words together, like randomly. Am I? Or am I just smarter? It's like than when you? people are like, you know, auto finishing things when they're typing something out and it just throws words in. That's kind of what I'm witnessing. You are that. You're the podcast version of that. Can't get enough of KFC's gravy? <laughs> what? What? Can't get enough of KFC's gravy? Well, thanks to the chicken chain's latest marketing campaign. Just imagine this segment as though this is the crazy lady talking to you on a bus and she just won't stop. She'll just keep on talking. Now you've got a whole new way to enjoy their savory sauce. She's just looking at you reciting these words. KFC just released a video (laughs) featuring three cocktail recipes designed around their famous gravy. You re- you're hearing that right. <laughs> Gravy. These, not cocktails, but stock tails. Offer a boozy, drinkable twist on their thick, meaty condiment. Well, this is porny. There's been a growing trend for Again, stock tails. This is the crazy lady on the bus. She's just talking away. You she sat down next to you and is just looking at you. Using speaking bro- at you. Stock tails, which are when you use broth and cocktails. Wouldn't they be brocktails then? It's like look straight ahead, don't look in the eyes. Over the last couple of years. According to a featured report, um, from some place called Liquor.com, says bartenders are stirring and shaking animal stock and bone broth into cocktails served warmed and chilled to add a new savory element to seasonal drinking. Now, KFC has cooked up three varieties of this new kind of stocktail drink. Still talking to you on the bus, even though you have your headphones in. Mm-hmm. Still headphones trying to make in, eye contact. Looking straight ahead. Don't Still look at her. Pretend like you're looking at your phone. The first one's called uh, the Stop Gravy so Mary. Away. The Gravy Mary. Uh, second one is Southern Twist and Finger Lickin' Sour. Oh, wait. It goes, oh, they didn't use the um, Oxford comma. Oh, be careful. She's upset. I hate yeah. it when they do that. I love the Oxford comma. Be careful. She doesn't care. It isn't Southern Twist and Finger Lickin' Sour. It's Southern Twist, comma, and Finger Lickin' Sour. The three drinks share a tagline, which reads, Gravy so good you can drink it. Now is where she makes like intense eye contact with you, like you can feel her eyes boring into you. The marketing manager at KFC, defending his idea, says, Our fans repeatedly express their love for our gravy, which always sparks ideas within the team. We know our gravy is good enough to drink, so with Stocktails being a real hit at the moment, what better agreement to take them to the next level? Ingredient. Not everyone is sold on the de- idea, however. 
But if you're curious on how these stock tails are made, KFC provides step by step. Stock tails is the worst word. I know. At this point, you would have broken me. I wouldn't have been able to. I just did break you. Yeah. This whole thing was me just waiting to break you. Yeah, well, it I worked. knew I could. Stocktails is a terrible term. Stocktails. Uh, oh, yeah. KFC provides step by step instructions and recipes for all three drinks so you can try them out for yourself. That is disgusting. Finally, got a story out of. I don't know where. No, Arizona. To Arizona we go. Arizona, the city of roses. City that never sleeps. You ever been to Arizona? Yes. Isn't that where Eddie lives? Yes. I like Arizona. This is fascinating, riveting conversations. An ultramarathon competitor by the name of Kelly Agnew has been recently stripped of some of his winning marathon titles after investigations revealed that he was actually not running, but hiding in porta-potties for minutes at a time to pretend to win races. Wait, how did he get there, though? He was hiding in porta because you were supposed to keep track of your laps, and he would say he was doing another lap, but really he'd be hiding inside of porta-potties. Wait, so the ultramarathon is just running laps? All right, so this is called Across the Years. I want to know how this is happening. It's a fixed-time event in Arizona that takes place every new year. Now, I guess you have to register laps. Like, every time you go through one, like, somehow you register a lap. Well, the 45-year-old Kelly Agnew was disqualified after he was spotted registering laps without running the complete loop of the course, who was pretending to have run the whole thing and was hiding out in the bathrooms. It was like that guy you had before that was, like, taking the bus. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah. I mean... Well, officials say... This is why... This is, goes back to my apartment story. Like, once you draw attention to yourself... Like, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong in my apartment. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to draw attention to myself. Because officials say they are first suspicious of his performance after he won the 48-hour race by more than 55 miles <laughs> he won it, in wait. 2015. He was 55 miles so ahead of anybody else? how many... Yeah, how many miles yeah. you can run in the 48 hours. Oh, that's how it is? Wait, I'm really confused. It says, it's I thought across, Ultra Marathon was says, like 100 miles. This says across the years, a fixed time event. So I think it's how many miles you can get in that fixed amount of time. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You yeah, have 48 hours to run however much. Yes. How so did he, he trick the chip, though? Yeah, so, he, um, so it says he won the 48-hour race four times since his first medal in 2014. Uh, the So... He ran 201.5 miles in 48 hours. That's what he said that he did. Well, officials said they started to become suspicious after, you know, he was 55 miles ahead of everybody else who was legally <laughs> running the race. Um, and they decided to start tracking him during the multi-day loop uh, course in Phoenix. So I guess they must not have trackers. It's just an honor system? It must be. Whoa, man. Well, organizers I just ran say- another 10 miles. <laughs> Woo! I'm I mean, exhausted. But you see people doing that. I see people on Facebook who are just like, oh, I just finished a 12-mile hike. I'm like, well, yes. Yeah, no, you liar. didn't. You're yeah. a lying liar. You posted 45 minutes ago that you were in Portland. It's like, Ooh. no, you didn't. Um, yes. But for, for something like this, I mean, it does remind me of what we used to do in, in high school track. Because we'd have these warm-up laps that we had to do. And it's not that I couldn't run them. I was in plenty of good shape. But it was so much fun to try to cheat the system, to figure out how to cheat it. That was way more fun to me than, than 
doing any of the events. So we would work out this system where we'd run and one person, we'd take turns, one person would just distract our coach on a certain day, and then we'd run and hide in the, uh, um, where we kept the, the uh, pole vault pads. So you'd run and hide in there. In and the you just, shed? Yeah, in the shed. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was in particular, like it was these nice pads. So you go in there and you just lay down for about 15, 20 minutes while everybody else runs. And then you get back out and join everybody back up. And whew, man, that was a good warm-up workout that we just had. And then, yeah, do the whole thing. Do pretty much exactly what this guy did. Well, organizers say he was witnessed uh, circling back at the start-finish staging area after completing a lap, spending over seven minutes inside of a porta potty and then completing the lap and going for his next <laughs> without actually running the mile-plus loop. I mean, <laughs> organizers took immediate action. Well, all right, time to go. Uh, approaching him and asking him to turn over his racing bib, they also announced that they were rescinding his first-place titles at the four other <laughs> races where he did miss certain checkpoints on the course. So they're just, like, letting this stuff slide. He was missing checkpoints. My understanding was like in the run. I've done a few, you know, not mm-hmm. marathons, but running. Well, we've done events. organized races. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, usually if you miss a checkpoint. pretty diligent about, yeah, you, you have to check. You don't qualify. Like, ah, I trust him. Well, uh, so he was stripped of his first place titles at the other four races, and he is also banned from future races ho- hosted by the organization for hiding in the porta potty and taking all the accolades. All the honor system. I love that it's the honor system. Yeah. How they're working that again, it always reminds me just of the Norm MacDonald SNL sketch where the nuns having trivia night, but it was all based on the honor system. They'd answer the they'd ask the questions, and then if you dug like rang the bell, it was just like, Yeah, I knew that. Oh, well, okay, he said he knew it. And Norm MacDonald was like defending champion 10 times in a row. <laughs> yep, I know that one. I, I remember. Oh my gosh, you just know everything. Yep, knew it. Every day you make more and more sense. As to why you are. Norm MacDonald actually are. shaped a lot of. Yeah. There's some formative years where Norm MacDonald humor was a big part of my life. Well, there you have it. There's, we all learned so much together today. <laughs> or not at all. I think we know less now than we did before I started. That's my world of crazy. Well, the proof that Germans <laughs> love David Hasselhoff. All right. Um, oh, God. Don't get into oof. a tick. You don't know what that's from, do you? I'm sure it's from Norm Macdonald saying it. Yeah, that was yeah. his sign off, or yeah. not his sign off, but he would work it into every uh, every weekend update. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, let's do some ball talk. I haven't done some ball talk for a while. I keep forgetting <laughs> it's every day. We have some wonderful music that's been submitted, and then every day I forget until. Well, because right we're now. doing other stuff, and then as soon as we start, we're like, it's oh, like crap. oh yeah. Mm. All right. Okay, that's enough. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. The NFL playoffs continue this weekend. Some matches and some things that are happening with that. And uh, there's some news. So the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going to be playing the New England Patriots. And the Jaguars. Why are you patting yourself like that? He's playing himself like drums. Nature's drums. Uh, so they were not expected to make it this far. And at, before the season started, actually it was five days after Super Bowl 51. This is 52 this year. Somebody in Las Vegas bet $990 that the Jaguars would win the Super Bowl this year. So at 101 odds, they could end up winning $99,000. 
That would be nice. That's a big bet, though. $990 on a 100 to 1 odds. Like, who has just an extra $990 laying around? Unless, like, they People won big. Yeah, I guess if they won big and they're like, okay, screw it, I'm going to do it. All right, well, anyway. Uh, the Jaguars are taking on the Patriots this weekend. Tom Brady. You know who Tom Brady is? Yes, Greg, I know who Tom Brady is. Heard him? See him? He's the guy with the flat balls, right? Yes. Tom Brady is 40 years old, and he is now going to have his own, get ready to see this marketed to you a ton, his own docu-series on Facebook, because Facebook is now working on original content. So there's going to be a docu-series called Tom vs. Time. That's the name? I'm going to guess this will only be watched in the Boston area, but you will probably get, yeah, exactly, but you'll probably get marketed to. It'll probably be marketed to you quite a bit. So it's all about Tom Brady and how how wonderful he is. To me, Tom Brady's perfect. Ranked number one in Boston. Um, so expect to see that. Moving on to ball talk. Let's do a short ball talk today. Potpourri, spattering, this and that. Rumors are circulating about... The Green Bay Packers quarterback. Do you know who that is, sir? Green Bay Packers quarterback. Tim Tebow? No, not Tim Tebow. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Aaron Rodgers. You know I only know like three football players, right? Name them. Tim Tebow, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Oh, uh, hot guy. Um, hot guy. Who's the other one? Um, um, I'm curious who the hot guy is. Guy from the Seahawks, I don't think. Richard Sherman. Oh, okay, Richard Sherman. <laughs> um, there's the Skittles guy. <laughs> Hot guy. Who's the Skittles guy? There's, um... Sarah, names NFL players, followed up by... There's the guy that's Sarah dating... Sarah describes memes. The comedian that we had on. Sarah, um... Oh, yeah. They're married, I think, no. Yeah, there's that Sarah guy. Sarah Kalana yes. is married to a, to a Seahawks. A Seahawk. Oh, the, um, the guy that married the... Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, that is another player. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's enough. That's okay, enough. all right. Yeah, it is noticed that uh, Tim Tebow hasn't played in quite a long time. He hasn't played in the NFL. But he is a football player, a former football oh, player. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger and his gray ashy penis. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is another one. All right, well, wow. Almost, I got, that was a lot. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks in there. That's all you talk about. Well, Richard Sherman, I mean, you have a cornerback, so that's a little bit different. But all right. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers. In the news, his last girlfriend was Olivia Munn, and a lot of Packers fans blamed Olivia Munn for any issues that the Packers were having. Probably not rightfully so, but nonetheless, she's very high profile, saying that she was distracting Aaron Rodgers. Well, now he's got himself a new lady, and his new lady is none other than Danica Patrick. The race car driver. And I did talk about this before, but rumors are now circulating. According to the National Enquirer, Sarah... Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick are rushing to get married. They're I figured, so usually it's infatuated always, with each other. It's always this, it's very much a pattern. It's usually like if someone's back. with somebody, the bounce back. Like if someone's with someone for a long time, then all of a sudden they go with somebody else. Like usually they're going to be married. She's going to be pregnant within like like three months. Oh, you think he's going to knock up Danica? If they're doing the rush, like usually that's the pattern because I've seen this so many oh. times. Uh, like, nipples with is asking somebody in the for live a long chat. time, then all of a sudden get together with someone else. Oh, it's so intense. We have to get married right away. Oh, gosh. And if they don't have kids, then they're probably just going to have them right away. 
Uh, it's being noted in the live chat by uh, Nipples. Were they seen canoodling? Inside sources say they were canoodling. Well, anyway, that is the rumor is that they could be rushing to get married. Oh, boy. We'll just go to this one finally in Baltac. And it does have to do with somebody that you named, the Skittles guy. Sarah, can you can you name him? Yes, that's... No. You can't. Starts with an M? Marshawn Lynch. Yes, you got it. There we go. Just a little bit of a hit. Yes, Marshawn Lynch, also known as the Skittles guy, among, you know, a few other... He's done a few other things, including tried to run me over with his scooter. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't take a picture with you. Yeah, he wouldn't take a picture with me because, well, I was the wrong one. You the wrong one. Marshawn. Anyway... He's had a long time sponsorship with Skittles because when he was a kid, his mom would give him Skittles when he as a reward. So he loves Skittles. And Skittles is running a, a campaign for the Super Bowl where their whole campaign is only one person gets to see the commercial. Wow. So that's the whole campaign. It's such an exclusive Super Bowl commercial. Only one person gets to see it. And they picked this winner. It was this uh, kid, Marcos Menendez from Canoga Park. And Marcos won the contest to be the, the sole viewer of this Skill Super Bowl commercial. Well, Marshawn posted on Twitter that he would like to join Marcos. He said, only one person gets to see the at Skittle Super Bowl ad. Marcos, call me. I want to see it. And then gave out a phone number. The phone number he gave out is 510-332-2708. Okay. And they are claiming that is his real number. Wow. That's what they're saying. And I didn't think about this beforehand, but if we want to pause for a second, I'll pull up our phone and we can dial it. No. No? Well, I guess, yeah, call it. I mean, why not? Why not? The first thing I'll ask is, why didn't you let me take a picture with you, Marshawn Lynch, when I met you before? He already told you. He gave you his reason. Yeah, I know, because I was the wrong gender. Mm Mm-hmm. Took pictures with lots of ladies. He just didn't take pictures with me. I just wanted one. All right, but should we try it out? Uh, absolutely. All right, let's take a look here. Is it ringing? Mm-hmm. Greg. I expect this jazzy. to be. That's what Skype does. I expect this to be some kind of a marketing campaign where it's like a Skittles ad, but maybe he really did. Huh. One, zero, three, three, two, two, seven, zero, eight is full and cannot accept new messages at this time. Please try again. Maybe he did give his number. I honestly expected that to be a uh, Skittles marketing campaign to be like, hey, it's Marcel. I'm right here right now. I'm out eating Skittles. <laughs> but if you're Marcos, I'd sure love to see the commercial. I expected it to be something like that. Maybe he really did. He doesn't seem like he'd be like sticky like that, you know? Huh. Well, anyway, we tried dialing it. There it is. Marshawn Lynch wants to see the Skittles commercial. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Should have taken a picture with me. Yeah, he should have. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I do want to say is this. 
Get your tickets now, funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Get your tickets to come out and hang out with us for the VIP section of Saturday, January 27th, where we'll be performing a live show in front of you. And, well, that sounds weird when I say that. We'll be uh, recording our podcast live in and front of performing. you. I mean, we're performing. Well, we are, but... Look, you can get this comedy gold right in your face. Yes, right in your face, on your lap. No, not quite there. Uh, but... At the Landmark Saloon, 447 Southeast Division. I think Greg's like finally gone full on a little crazy. Is, I'm also kind of terrified to open the door between our studio and the green room to see what the refrigerator looks well, like My now. system has been working. There's a towel down. We'll find out. Uh, get your tickets, funemploymentradio.com slash experience. And regardless, block out that day, January 27th, to hang out with us. Yeah, please come hang out with us. That would be wonderful. Of course, brought to you by Not Your Mom's Iced Tea. Are we going to have a bet where, like, one of us has to wear a shirt or something? No. Maybe. We probably should. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I do usually win. You, you didn't win last time. Mm. That was a few months oh, ago. I yeah. don't know. I need to think about it. All right. Maybe we should. Anyway, send us an email, email funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, mm. 503-575-9120. For live subscribers, tomorrow is going to be a little bit different. We, uh, Sarah and I are going to be actually making an appearance at H&R Block. Awesome. So H&R Block are, uh, of course, fine sponsors of Fun Employment Radio. They handle our taxes. And so we're going to be going down to meet with Gilbert in person and actually record some interviews on location. And uh, let me get you that location here. So we're going to be over there by the Lloyd Center oh, yes. uh, spot. Which is really easy because last time we went there, and I know it's still the same, it's right on the max line. So you can just get there, not worrying about having to park. Yeah, it's 777 yeah. Northeast Holiday Street here in Portland. So we'll be there at 11 a.m. actually recording some stuff and they're having some kind of an open house. So Which is exactly right next door to where I, um, well, next to the area where I got to meet Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> where we did the Portlandia, like um, the whole uh, marathon thing. It is. It's very exciting. Found out a way to work in Kyle McLaughlin. I, have, I always will. So that's where we'll be at 11 a.m. tomorrow. So as far as the live show, I apologize. Tomorrow's may not be a live podcast. We'll be back Friday, though, for the live section where we're, we got a full day with that because John Doerr is going to be stopping John back by. John Doerr. Oh, buddy, we love him. Our buddy John Doerr will mm-hmm. be on Friday about 9.30 a.m. Yep. And then we'll have a regular show, too, following that. So tomorrow's a little bit screwy. It's just this is the time where we had to go do this. Uh, but we will post on Twitter and let you know. Follow us on Twitter at Funamp Radio and like us on Facebook and all of those other places. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all fantastic. We'll be back tomorrow. With more fun and home at radio. <laughs> Bye, friends.